One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Tuxford Daily Podcast with me, host Andy Goldstein. And of course, you can check me out on Drive Later today at 4pm. Now, we begin today's poddy thing with, of course, the Premier League clash. No one uses that word. Which saw Mopo's Chelsea beat Palace. Here's how it all unfolded on Tuxport. There's a few boos at the end. And you do wonder how long this can keep going on for Crystal Palace. Another late show from Chelsea. Is anyone going to come to Roy's rescue? Hodgson Choice has upset the locals before, but tonight he went with a more attacking lineup. Matthias Franzen was given his head, his first start. Adam Wharton came into the team for the first time, and those two players did well for the large part. But Chelsea kept pushing and probing. Their quality on the edge of the box from Palmer and Gallagher has certainly earned them all three points. No one will get carried away because they always win here and they made hard work of it at time. The good news for Pochettino is that they've actually now won nine of their last 13 and things might just be looking up a little bit at Stamford Bridge. At the Palace, well, there's still a hell of a lot of work to do to raise the mood because even when they've been playing well, they haven't been getting points. Crystal Palace one, Chelsea three. I think it was good second half, uh, first half, no. First half very disappointed because... Uh, Lack of lack of intensity in the way that we move the ball was so slow and very disappointing, very very flat the first half and the second half I think we changed and and I think it was a completely different game. And um, you mentioned in your pre-match press conference about the the young age group that you've got here. Was that first half an example of the inconsistency yes. you get with younger players? I agree, I agree, I agree. That is a, is a, that is our challenge to be consistent uh, in every single game. It's n- cannot. We cannot accept to have, you know, in few days, a great performance like Aston Villa and then start the game how we start. I think completely agree with you, with your analysis. And, and of course, it's, that is a challenge that we need to improve and, and we need to, you know, to be better. And the good thing is winning games has been provide us the possibility to realise and to work and to and to improve that this is really good It's nine wins in 13 now really when you look at it as a whole but it was important to continue that momentum wasn't it after the good feelings that you've got from the Aston Villa performance I think so that is that is most important now we have a good test before the final of the Carabao Cup again Manchester City is going to be, to be really really tough but we need to believe in this way or three seven one seven double two double three double four. Matt, Matt, you should be having a world, mate. You just won three one away from home. 
on the bounce a couple of times. Oh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't sound that lively. Yeah, but I'm, I'm very used to what comes next week, unfortunately. Yeah, um, but everybody gets whopped at, at, at City, mate. Don't worry about that. Oh, is that why you're unhappy already? <laughs> you, you don't want... Yeah, but what, what about at home to Wolves? That doesn't happen to everyone mm. else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so you're not you're not basking uh, in glory today, tonight? Oh, uh, mate, I'm, I'm trying to be positive, but I just I just know something will come around the corner. Um, it, I, it's just, I just feel like I know what it's like to be a Spurs fan at the moment, really. Um <sighs> There's no need to bring them in. <laughs> Mate, there's just no need for that. I think it's just a lot too much sideways stuff, isn't there? There's no intensity to it. Mm. I think the best signing we've made in, in the last couple of years has been Malo Gusto by a mile. I, I know there's Cole Palmer and other players, but Malo Gusto, wow, what a player. Every single time that we were driving forward, it, it seemed to be through him. He's the only player who just wants to get the ball and get it up the other end of the pitch, isn't he? Talk Sport Daily. On now to the former Liverpool midfielder, Danny the Smurf Murph. 3-1 to Chelsea in the 96th minute of the game. We only had four minutes added on. Doesn't tell the story, does it? It that, doesn't really? really tell anything of the narrative of this game. Yeah, Chelsea had loads of the ball. They dominated it. They've had 80% possession in the match. But, you know, they're 13 goal attempts, five of them on target. All have come in the second half of the game. Chelsea barely laid a glove on Crystal Palace in an attacking sense in that first 45 minutes. They came out, scored within two minutes of the restart. Do you know what, though, when you watch that second goal back, the decisive one to make it 2-1 from Gallagher when Sterling's going through, two or three players had the chance to bring him down. That's just knowing knowing what you've got to do. Do not, how can you let him go? Just trip him up. Now, here's the Palace gaffer, Roy Hudson. Football's cruel, we all know that, and it was a cruel ending, I thought, you know, to concede those... Goal, not so much the third one. That was a goal that gets scored when you're sending everyone forward to try and get a, an equaliser in McVerty with the last kick of the game. But the second goal, which obviously won them the game, that's very disappointing to, for that to have happened in the 91st minute. So if you could ignore the fact that we conceded early in the first half and late in the second half, you know, and then what went on in between, one could find positives. But it's very hard to find positives when you've, you've lost a game where I thought we were worth at least one point. The fans stuck with you tonight, despite the early protests in the game, and how important are they going to be? They, they continue, despite the fact they've got their issues, they continue to support you as the games go on over the next few weeks. Oh, of course it's important. They were very good today. <clears throat> There's no question of that. It was a, uh, a normal uh, support from the fans that we've, we've been so used to, been so spoiled with, I think, over the years. So... I thought that they deserve a lot of credit for the way they they stuck with us there and they must be as gutted as we are. Talksport Daily. David Moyes' future as West Ham manager is in fresh doubt. Talksport understands Moisey was close to agreeing a new two and a half year deal in December, but owner David Sullivan is less certain of keeping the Scott beyond the end of the season now. So his fans revolting, well they're not that bad. Oh, I see what you've done, yeah. Revolting against Moyes, yeah, yeah. Simon Jordan provided some defence. Unlike West Ham, who had none on Sunday. I think it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because you can't trade on what you've what what you, what have you done previously ad infinitum, but you do have to have currency in the bank. It's undeniable, it's irrefutable that David Moyes has advanced his football club from the moment he walked through the door, the first stint 
before they decided to go off on some flight of fancy with Pellegrini and let him burn through enormous amounts of cash buying dead weights like Felipe Anderson that they end up getting out the door for half the price. He then comes back. He then takes them away from relegation. He puts them at the top end of the, of the Premier League. He puts them into a European competition. He wins them a European, a European competition, second season running, yeah. a second season after being a major participant in one. He then puts them at the top end of the, of the Premier League. Well, I don't know what you want besides something to complain about. Now, follow Man United's tonking, smashing, annihilation of Villa, <clears throat> by two goals to one, the treble winner, Peter Schmeichel, not the dog from Corrie, heaped praise on fellow Dane Rasmus Hoyland and United's top four hopes. Hoyland is only like two and a half years ago. He was in the Copenhagen squad and they signed another striker and they then told him to go back to the under-19s. And Sturm Graz came in for him and said, we're going to give you first-team football. And he took it. Uh-huh. Seven months there, nine months at Atalanta later, and now he's at Manchester United. So it's gone really, really quick for him. Yeah. But at no point, uh, at no point have I been in any doubt that this lad is a real deal. Yeah. He's got everything in his locker. And I I was listening, Andy, I was listening to your co-commentary yesterday, and, and you were saying stuff along those lines as well. You know, poachers goals, stuff like that. Yeah. Moving and... and uh, I've I've seen this for a year now. I've seen this when he broke into the Danish team. I've just seen this guy. Mm. And you know when you see something which is very, very special? Yeah. yeah. come along yeah. very often. That's what I've seen in him. We have to win every game. And at the same time, the other teams have got to drop points. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of points to drop, you know? Mm. But now I'm looking at the table and I'm thinking, okay, that, that gap, you know, with 14 games to go, it's not a massive gap, you know. Now, his chief football officer at the Premier League, Tony Scholes, Scholesy, on White and Jordan, responding to recent media reports surrounding football's blue card. And not, by the way, what I got it confused with on Friday show, and that's the blue pill. The simpler you can keep it, the better. The game's in good shape. So, so my view is you only make changes that are absolutely necessary. We're not looking to bring Simbins in. My understanding is the main reason it's been talked about is for dissent. And we brought in a new participant behaviour charter last summer, which I think is working well. You've seen Anthony Taylor and Michael Oliver this year take action that they wouldn't have taken previously, showing a a yellow card in one case for um, Dallow in the Man United-Liverpool game, showing a second yellow card immediately after the first one. Now, that's working, and the behaviour, I think, across the board this year has improved considerably well and you know, our view is let's see how that that develops and uh, hopefully it will continue to improve on now to Andy Goldstein's drive time show where former England striker Darren Bent claiming Everton are going down is Vincent Company getting away with it a bit three wins so far this season yeah a little bit and, and, and not ch- changing the way that they play either I know they've had a lot they've of conceded 50 yeah, goals they've had a lot of nearly moments Burnley but <sighs> nearly doesn't keep you in the division does he keep his job irrelevant of what happens to them I think so because if they go down they've got a great chance of him getting them back up yeah I know, well, got it, we, don't, we don't talk about company, do no. we? Because he's an absolute legend. Legend, isn't it bizarre? Isn't but, you, it? but you look at what they've spent compared to like someone like yeah, Luton, who are fighting like teeth. What have Luton spent about nine million? Or something? Five million, I think. Is it five, five, something like that. Ridiculous, and they're above the drop zone as mm. well. Who's your bottom three to go down right now? Sheffield it's, it's currently Sheffield United, Burnley, Everton. The other three. Really? Yeah. Everton will be playing Championship football. Yeah, I do. Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. TalkSport Daily. And we finish with Hawksby and Jacobs and some classic clips from back in the day. And sticking with cricket, it's back to Mike Parry. Uh, Better than that, Andy. Fantastic start. It has been. Really it has been a very start. good start. England could have been in danger now of really tiring, you know, in the heat that you get out there on the first day. Yep. Only taking a couple of wickets, you know, Pakistan on their way to a cricket score. Yeah, well, they're yeah, playing yeah, cricket. Yeah, <laughs> running up a cricket score. Um, here's uh, Patrick <laughs> Kinghorn and Mickey Quinn with news of a competition. So thanks to Luke for sending us a copy. And Luke sent us some extra copies to give you a chance to win in this fantastic competition. Yeah, and a question... Four to win this game, Wiz. Four to win this game, old Quinny going into the old English. Beautiful how he used to do that now and again. Uh, here's business expert Hank Potts. Hi, guys. Uh, joining Alan Brazil and Graham Beecroft on breakfast. Coming up to 20 minutes past 7 o'clock, over to the City of London. And Barclays, Mr Potts. How are we, Hank? Whatever happened to him, eh? Whoever happened to Mike Parry? Oh, uh, I don't know, eh? uh, Lost in the mist of time, isn't he? Did you uh, have a good lunch yesterday? Well, we had a late afternoon drink, actually. Uh, Thank you, you very much. Very it was good. quite pleasant. Yeah, I think it went on to the night. <laughs> Sounds like it went through the night into the early hours of the morning. <laughs> Hick pots there. Wow. <laughs> and uh, this is late night legend James Whale with a news story. The mum has claimed that she was uh, made to feel like a criminal after a policeman stopped her for breastfeeding in public. Uh, Margaret White uh, said that the cop approached her and after she had uh, just finished feeding uh, a 28-year-old daughter... Uh, You'd look twice, wouldn't you? You'd wonder what the heck was was going on. Um, I presume that must have been... 03717. A caller now to Adrian Durham. I speak to uh, John, who's a a Celtic fan. Hi, John. Hi there. Hi, mate. Welcome to the... The, the show uh, the <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, <laughs> 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 
It's like old uh, Janet Webb at it the was, end of Morecambe yeah. and Wise. Yeah. Thank you. I love you all. It's one for the kids. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the Talksport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4 p.m. today. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport daily podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you got to do to get it. And, of course, hit like and subscribe and notification, every button you can see. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. Talksport Daily. 